It's time for Rift Reaction, and Emily Rand is back in the TGI studio as we are recording this. No more weird audio, no more, you know, figuring out internet issues that we were struggling with. How's it going, Emily? You're back. I was actually really pleasantly surprised at how not garbage my audio was because I thought it was going to be a lot crispier and more terrible. Um, I'm back. I'm still on the world sleep schedule. So right now it feels like it's what evening or something i don't know my sleep schedule is always messed up so yeah well on the, it's fine on the audio thing shout out to our wonderful uh spotify producers and engineers who help us out with this stuff i really want to learn their secrets so that i can do this for hotline league because i sound way better anyway the biggest story of the week is that i right now i'm trying to buy a pixel <laughs> and i can't check out at the store and the store is down and it's terrible and we're going to just take a, a breather to talk about League of Legends for a little bit, Emily. Is that a good idea? Can we do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, does League of Legends make you happy? Yeah, well. Or happier than last week, I guess. Yes, it does make, does make me happy. Certainly happier than this checkout situation on the Google store. Uh, and, and in fact, it yes, last week, we should say we finished the episode uh, recording it. And our producer joins, you know, back onto the line and just goes like, wow, that was depressing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, my, my one, like one of my friends that listened to it and they were like, wow, like Travis just sounds so sad. And then you're just like vibing until we get to the fanatic section. And then you sound really sad. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yes. Well, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a wild week uh, for sure because things started to turn, turn around or at least be more competitive. I mean. It's not like we're like, wow, everybody made it out from the West. But uh, we did get two teams out in a situation where I don't think we thought we'd have any. Obviously, Team Liquid did stuff. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then obviously, we will talk about quarters, which is coming up uh, in just a couple days. But before we do, let's talk a little bit about uh, the reactions, because this is a reaction show, hence Rift Reaction. You know, reactions are hot and trendy these days. So that's what we <laughs> got to do. Uh, but the Q&A for last week was who has impressed you the most in groups and actually i could tell that you like as things were evolving yeah <laughs> we, we have not as many answers as we normally do because you could tell everybody is just like figuring it out along the way but a lot of people said t1 mm -hmm. that's i think the predominant one that i'm seeing here emily yeah i'm surprised so like it's who's impressed you the most so like you see some tom one and i agree with that like they're the team that has looked by far and away the best team at this event thus far um you, yeah you but yeah like you see the time evolving and then someone said 100 thieves of the tiebreaker the c9 miracle run uh there was a blabber one and then t1 which i brought up last week when we did that like kind of in the in between weird episode before i flew out where i talked about how this is probably the first time that they've been to an international competition and not been like the favorite um and i've also been pleasantly surprised with how well they've performed so i'm i expect t1 to at least make some eyes yes well i think that that is the expectation as well looking at the bracket but we'll get into that we also had a poll which ended up being hilariously outdated very quickly. <laughs> uh, I think we did not do the best job, admittedly, realizing that obviously games were starting the next day, but I think we also expected that if a team was going to get out, it would happen on the last day, so it this was probably safer to run this poll. But the, <laughs> the poll was, will a Western team escape? And the best part was they started reading this to promote this question on the on the show, uh, on the broadcast, and so we had to have them change it because they're promoting our 
our reaction stuff on the show because immediately cloud nine makes it out. So 78% of you said yes. 22% of you said no. I'm going to assume that 22% all came before the 24 hours between yeah, the show came if, out. If, when C9 made it and out. The, yeah. And the game made it out. So spoilers, the answer is yes. Uh, and that's our, are you surprised that so many people said yes, Emily? We have to react. No. Um, I mean, I'm not just because I, I didn't think it was going to be C9, but I was like, I, uh, one of, there are a few, there's only one take that I had from last week that aged really poorly. And it was the Tom one will drop a game just cause I thought it'd be too difficult. And you said no. And you were right. Yes. Um, it's but, always the best when on this show or on hotline <laughs> league, you or Mark make a bold statement. I disagree. And then yeah, right. but the thing with, um, with especially group D is that I was like, this is still very up in the air. I don't have a lot of faith in LNG, despite the fact that they've performed better than my expectations. My expectations were admittedly low. And um, so I definitely didn't expect it to be C9 and I didn't expect the FPX like epic collapse either. However, I did fully expect at least one team from either Europe or North America to make it out. Yes, well... I mean, uh, hey, Group D ended exactly as I had predicted with the two teams making it out. Uh, it just wasn't in the way that I thought it would go. But Yes, yeah. yes. And that's that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess, here on at World League of Legends World Championships this year. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. I, I have an interesting situation here and i'm curious what you think of this emily i think that groups were both super entertaining but also very standard when you look at it within a historical context because i think so many people were talking you're frowning right now this is great okay so many people were were talking about how oh my god best groups ever best groups ever this is so wild blah 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 and i agree because you know we've never had for instance a four-way tiebreaker Mm -hmm. we've never had so much of the things that occurred occur, you know, uh, so many things came down to what to the wire and there were upsets, et cetera. However, if I think you took all of the world championships since, you know, 2015, maybe even 2014, and you said uh, you fed it into an AI and you said, AI, give me <coughs> the expected results from groups. It would be something like one of the top LPL teams will dramatically underperform Cloud9 will be the only North American team to make it out. Europe will probably have their first seed make it out. LCK will be incredibly dominant and almost all their their teams will get first seeds uh, mm-hmm. and make it out. And like that's exactly what ended up happening. So this is not to say that Worlds was not very entertaining or Groups was not very entertaining because I found the last four days to be fantastic. But it is hilarious how if you look at this within a historical context, it, this is mm-hmm. par for the course as far as Worlds goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm sad because like the so I know people are already complaining and we kind of discussed format last week and the fact that it could we could fill an entire episode with format discussion. So all I'll say is I'm I was also highly entertained by groups. However, I think more than any other years, the past two years in particular, so since Basically, since they decided to introduce the extra seeds for major regions based on performance, I think that it's really showed the weaknesses of best of one group round robin, which I personally hate. So maybe that's my bias. Um, But then also the 
the knockout format and the fact that people are talking about how this is the most entertaining worlds ever blah 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 means that the format's never gonna change so that makes me sad uh but uh i mean like i said yesterday like you know i was just hanging out like i was having a great time <laughs> i was having a great time like it was very fun to watch so uh you know i'm i'm just sad because i feel like we're not gonna get a, what is a very necessary format change uh and this has nothing to do with the teams that are getting out. Like I said, if I would design my perfect format, it would just be more akin to the international format, probably with a like double limb kind of giant bracket thing. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, well, well, I am a little more optimistic than you because I think that for the first time, like I have never seen conversation this much around the format. Um, and... I, I like it. It hope it makes me hopeful that people are going to say, "Hey, like we should probably take a, a good hard look at this because, so, like, you have a lot of pe- people within the community, a lot of voices saying we're not sure if this is the best option anymore." And 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 I know that it was super entertaining and all that, but I'm I'm hopeful that Riot hears this and goes like, "Okay, maybe we should change this." Because like I I mean to my to the the point I made earlier there's a world where like hey the fact that like worlds has become so predictable and i get that like in some ways we couldn't predict this but another way as i said like this is pretty standard i I don't know i think the format has shown what type of type of event it produces and while they can be very entertaining it might be time for something new especially now that they've added the the four uh additional well sorry the two additional teams one you know four from each of these major regions so two best performing yes So I don't know. I am I am hopeful that we see something uh, change, but I am not sure. I know we're going to talk a little bit about the condensed format and also the the group draw, or sorry, the the quarterfinals draw in a bit. But first, we should. I, I want to touch in with you on some of these uh, narratives that have been forming. So mm-hmm. one, there's been a lot of people or a lot of conversation talking about like, oh man, the LPL collapsed. Do you think that that is accurate? Um, so I think like much like uh, we were, ta- I was talking about this on uh, a different, like with a few friends and the big thing when a team collapses in like epic fashion, like just like absolutely, you know, completely underperforms, just looks really, really terrible it overshadows whatever happens for every other team in that region. So like, I actually think you could see it with North America last year with TSM going 0-6 and everyone kind of internalized that as North America's performance when Team Liquid actually, you could see their adjustments and their shifts in, you know, draft and, um, and actual like approach to the game from the first round robin to the second. And I think they acquitted themselves quite well. I think FlyQuest also, you know, performed admirably uh, in a in a group with two very tough teams. So it's and they both finished three and three. So like obviously the TSM really, really sucked. Yes. And that was the North American first seed. So the memes wrote themselves. But I do think that that performance overshadowed the rest of North America's performance compared to expectation, right? And then in previous years, like I'd like to bring up the 2015 LPL collapse because I feel like a lot of people are bringing it up in relation to this year's uh, LPL collapse. 
And I think there's a lot of stuff going on because in that year, LGD's like insane destruction on in the group stage really overshadowed the two other LPL teams, one of which was EDG. The meta very obviously shifted away from what they were comfortable with and they, you know, substituted Amazing J in because that was also the juggernaut patch and um, you know, they just the meta shifted and that's what happened to EDG. Whereas IG were never that good uh, so like I, I mean before that event I said they'd either like win all their games somehow or lose all their games based on their regional performance and I think you see something very similar with LPL teams here like FPX's collapse compared to their expectations and compared to what this team is capable of is the worst collapse we've seen from a major region team I think because they they collapsed in groups, they were not able to adjust. Uh, obviously, it was a condensed schedule, so they, because they were in Group A, only had a day, um, and they had just started figuring out their draft in the last game that they had in the first round robin, right, against Rogue. Uh, going into that game, I already said this last week, but I'd picked Rogue because FPX had such a terrible read on the meta, and they looked like they weren't playing well. Um, and so after that, it was whether they were going to get together or not, and they didn't. And they had the worst collapse, I think, in in a major region history, honestly, compared to like expectations. People were picking this team as a tournament favorite, myself included. So obviously, that's going to overshadow the performance of the other LPL teams. Um, or one of RNG and EDG are going to take each other out, which is unfortunate, and also points to problems of the format where you can't be in a group with your region so you end up facing teams of your own region in brackets if you make it out this has happened to lpl and lck several times now and um so so that's frustrating but it'll depend on i think whether the lpl collapsed as to how well one of those teams can do against um you know which uh of Genji and C9 they face, and then uh, if they can make it to the final. the But I do think, like, so FPX had a historic collapse. LNG are kind of in the IG boat for me, like the 2015 IG boat for me, where I'm just kind of like, they actually perform better than my expectations. Uh, and that's not to, like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and rag on them too much, but, like, honestly, like, Hanwha and... LNG both improved and and played a lot better than I thought they would, uh, both in play-ins and then in groups. And I know that's hard to believe given how LNG lost to Mad Lions, but going into that group, I fully expected Mad and Genji to get out. Uh, and that is what happened, not in the way that we expected with a four-way tie, but... Um, so anyway, I'm not making excuses for the LPL teams. I think they've had a worse meta read, which means that they're going to have to readjust. I think the two teams that made it out in RNG and EDG are the two teams most well-suited to play that the way that the meta has evolved, especially from teams like Tom One kind of set setting and dictating the pace of the world's meta. So yeah, I know, wrap it up. That's my, that's my thing. Yes, the LPL did collapse, but FPX's collapse is overshadowing the rest of LPL's performance. Well, and so this is where I think, you know, one, one thing you did not mention uh, that I, th I think will lead us into our next topic, right? Which is the LPL looks like it collapsed, I think, 
especially in contrast, because it's impossible to look at them in a vacuum, to how well the LCK has done. Because mm-hmm. so many people, I think, were really down on LCK. Like even Chronicler has been kind of bemoaning the fact that there was a lot of conversation around people saying, oh, LCK is just a one-team region, right? It's like Damwon and then everybody else looks really sketchy. And I get that because there was a lot of messiness around T1, which we talked about on the show previously, uh, and so, some of the other teams as well. Gen G's look shaky, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think that that led itself to all of us thinking, or a lot of us thinking, I should say, that LPL was going to come in, LCK was going to struggle against them on the whole, and then you know who knows what was going to happen with the West. But instead, we've just seen so many moments here where like the LCK has looked really strong, and I think when you compare it to the results that the LPL has had, it it's like no one. For instance. I don't know if there was a big opinion that Damwon was going to be hands down the best team in this tournament. They were favorites. I know you you believe that, but there there were favorites. <laughs> but like they, right now, they look by far right. It looks like nobody mm-hmm. can contest them. I don't know if that was your opinion. Did you think no one that they would look this good in comparison to everybody else? No, because I already said like FPX. I think I right. was I spoke highly of and EDG. I th- so I think the interesting thing with that narrative is that like if you look at last year. All three LCK teams easily made it out of their groups. And uh, and uh, Tamwon, Genji both topped their groups. And DRX came in second only to top esports. So when you're looking at like LPL teams, first of all, in groups, they always drop games. No LPL team, no matter how favored they are, has ever run the table in a, in a group stage. They're just their play style is so much more volatile. They will drop games. They will drop single games. Um, that's why so many of their best of threes come to 2-1 in, in season. There was a season, I think it was this spring, where we had a ton of 2-0s and everyone was shocked. But uh, so like the performance of LCK is not at all surprising and it's very standard. It's just that now they have four teams instead of three. The The more interesting thing is the narrative, which is like, Compared to the narrative of LCK sucks, it seems like, oh, wow, look at these teams. They're doing so well, but they're performing exactly as expected, in my opinion. Like, I would, the only team that I would have been shaky on not making it out of their group would have been Hanwha, to be honest. And um, the, like, that that group was, is always going to be a little weird considering that, you know, that was the, uh that was the uh like kind of fanatic collapse group right so i think that the message of lck being donezo was already overblown going into this worlds when you look at even like 2018 was the year that everyone looked at lck sucking because of they shockingly didn't get all their teams out and they weren't as dominant in previous years. But like, again, last year, all LCK teams got out, two of them um, topped their groups. And it's not at all surprising to see all four of these teams exit their groups. Yeah. So I think the there also is still a possibility if Damwon just runs the table, right? And they just absolutely pub stomp everyone. There's still the argument that the rest of the LCK is significantly behind Tom One. 
So it's interesting. The narratives are always like really interesting to me. Well, yeah, and it's it's weird because unless I guess Genji's able to to make something happen, the way that the bracket stuff is set up, it's like it's going to be difficult. I think to tell. Yep. If the other LCK team, like, I don't know. It's it's just it's an interesting situation when you have so much the the LCK sitting on one side with like Mad Lions looking like ah. Maybe we should talk about Cloud9 and Mad Lions. Uh, nobody expected Cloud9 to get out, uh, especially after they were sitting in a 0-3 position, especially after this group. Obviously, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from Cloud9. I think they really stepped to the plate whenever they needed to, but I think a lot of that was because, as we were just talking about, FPX. Don't know what happened there, but things went weird. It was funny because you messaged me. I need to find this message. Maybe I can find it right now uh, while I fill by saying random words into the... the microphone okay here we go on discord uh you said something like uh <laughs> oh i said it's you said it's going to be either c9 or rogue fpx have the worst meta read and they're underperforming on top of it which makes me sad if only because they don't get to showcase what made them so dominant and and lpl but such is life you said this to me like i think uh, before we got to the tiebreakers on that day yeah. or something like that we were messaging and you were you were over there and so it was interesting how you saw it, but you knew that that it would be one of uh, one of the two of them, and then Cloud Nine made it out. So, I like, I think before group started, it might have been on this show. I I was just like, we just don't know what we're gonna get with Cloud Nine because it's a very good chance that they end up like they did at MSI and like they did in parts of the LCS, where it's like they would have these moments of brilliance and then they just. Mm-hmm run it down and <laughs> we got the moments of brilliance lineup that we needed to, to make it out but I who knows we what we're going to get we also got some running it down yeah. in there I mean we've seen we've seen both we've seen the duality of C9 like already from their play-ins to their group performance which is why I'm so I mean we'll talk about it soon but uh, why I'm so interested to see what happens on quarterfinals but I don't know any quick thoughts on, on Claude 9 I mean, this is a team that we know is is capable. Like, their players are capable. Their coaching staff is great, you know? Like, I, I have so much respect for, for C9's coaching staff. I even think in the games they lost it, they, they still, like, drafted pretty well. So, like, it's, uh, you know, it's it comes down to execution. And this is a team that we've seen is very, like, is more than capable of learning and growing as a unit. So... We will see if that happens going into their quarterfinal uh, with maybe a little bit more time to to prep and practice. Yeah, I, it's just it's so wild what what this team is capable of in either direction. That's, I guess <laughs> the way I would put it. That's true. Okay, Mad Mad Lions uh, has made it out as well, mm-hmm. and in what was the craziest day of Worlds groups I think we've ever seen. I don't know. There might have been some. It obviously, as time passes it fades but a four-way tiebreaker showing that group d incredibly competitive Mm -hmm. and i i mean i don't know i was (laughs) i tweeted this that i was a little bitter after team liquid didn't make it out that then mad lions did because part of me just wanted to be like no send cloud nine out as the only western team but the (laughs) the the final two games i know i shouldn't say that on the show because we we aim for european listen i love you lec fans Oh my uh, God. But uh, it was just I, I was salty and bitter. Okay. Oh also God. because I think Genji is better than LNG. So then, uh, whatever. Anyway. I mean, Genji is better than. Yeah. So it just sucked that Team Liquid because of the tiebreaker situation had to play Genji, whereas 
Mad Lions had to face LMG. You know, that's I, what happens when you use game time. <laughs> yes, yes. More, Which I more also format despise. Stuff. Yes. Uh, but Mad Lions made it out, uh, and now they have to face Damwon. Oof. So the cool thing about this is that you get a, a redo of MSI semifinals, right? So I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Obviously, uh, Tamwon are performing a lot better than their MSI iteration, despite the fact that it, it is the exact same players. Uh, I think the main differences, obviously, for me are not only the bot lane, which everyone is going to bring up, right? Just because the bot lane is what people were looking at and they kind of did not perform well against Mad Lions in that best of five. But Khan is actually performing quite well. And he seems very, very comfortable in this meta. So Tamwon have everything in terms of all of their players are performing well even when they get fast and loose they don't leave they haven't at least thus far left enough opportunities for people to bring it back they have been drafting really well and not only that they have dictated the pace of the meta and a lot of the meta picks and then they've also shown that they can react and respond to those picks and adapt so uh, it's going to be a tough series for MAD, but the thing that I do appreciate about this MAD team, and I've brought this up in previous episodes, is that the thing that they had to work on at MSI was, in my opinion, their mid-game to, su- to supplement their team fighting. And I think their mid-game decision-making has improved a ton since their MSI iteration, once again, despite the fact that it's the same players. So... This is a really cool matchup for me, honestly, despite the fact that I'm still picking down one, obviously. Yes. Well, I guess we are we are moving into the bracket stage conversation right now, but I do really quickly want to give a little bit of an ode to Team Liquid uh, because, I, I don't know, I was really excited with most of the ways that they played <laughs> yesterday as we, as we record this on Tuesday. And I, I don't know, it, it, is, it is really disappointing because I think... Well, I'll save it for my reaction shot, but okay. I I don't know what what do you what do you think of this team as we say goodbye to them? Uh, I mean, I definitely think that I really uh, they were the best performing North American team in groups. I think so. Regardless of what happens with C nine and best of fives, if they manage to off Gen G with you know really good preparation and and the fact that they do have the players that are capable of this. I think that of the performances across all three North American teams in the group stage, Team Liquid definitely performed the strongest. Um, And I also think it was an incredible tournament for Jensen specifically, especially yesterday. Uh, So second round Robin. He performed so well. Which is great because he's sometimes had mixed results in high pressure situations. Obviously he's He's clutched it out at Worlds before because when he was over on C9, uh, C9 continues to be one of the you know only teams to ever make it out besides, I think, TSM. So, uh, But I, in this situation, I think it was just really cool to see him really step up to the plate. So you love to see it. All right. Getting into the playoff bracket. We now we talked a little bit just now about Damwon and Mad Lions. I I'm very fascinated to see how that that goes, and I really hope Mad can like step up to the plate. And even if they don't make it out, like force it to some like brutal 
five game series or something. Who knows? Uh, T1 is almost certainly going to beat Hanwa. You're nodding your head yes. Yeah. I think there's a chance because, again, like when you have regional quarterfinals or regional semifinals, these are two teams that know each other really well. And I don't think Hanwa has improved enough to beat T1, who has also improved. The last time these two teams met, though, it was a five-game slobber knocker. Yes. So maybe we'll see that again, but bo- both have improved. I, I'm picking T1 definitely to make it, though. Yeah. So we'll probably get an LCK-LCK semifinal. Mm-hmm. Which won't be the case, for sure, on the other side of the bracket because we've got Cloud9 and Gen.G and RNG and EDG. So starting with RNG and EDG... You know, the the results from the regular season for LPL would say that EDG should take that series. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's 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 incredibly hard if you're just looking at groups to figure out how this could go because RNG had the weird group with the fanatic stuff in it, and that might have we should probably retire group of life and group of death terms, but uh, perhaps that group was the group of life if we if we're still beholden to it. Uh but and I, I don't know. I, EDG looked a little shaky. Like I think they were. There was an expectation that they they would be more competitive. And uh, you know, we didn't talk too much about Hunter T on the on the show. But them dropping that game, it's a best of one. But still, I I think people might have expected EDG to make it out of that group in the first first slot. I mean, I think this series is going to be, despite the fact that I you know am annoyed that LPL the two LPL teams are meeting in quarters. I think this series is going to be really fun. I also think that despite the fact that I believe that RNG have a better shot, possibly, of like winning worlds if someone was going to upset Tom Wan, I think that EDG are, fa- are favored to win this series. I think that despite problems that they have with setting up around objectives and warding their flanks and stuff like that, they are an incredibly bot-focused team, and they suit the meta very well. Whereas RNG, they're, I think right now they're so much better playing through Xiaohu, uh, despite the crying vacuum in the, in the mid lane. Uh, but So maybe if they swap to playing around bot lane, we'll see a different RNG. I would rather them just play the style that got them here, but we shall see. I'm picking EDG, though. So Yeah, I think, I think it's... That's probably safe. It's just, it'll be interesting. And so EDG will be facing off against Cloud9 in the semifinals. That's very <laughs> exciting. I can't wait to see that. Uh, Who do you think is going to take the EDG Cloud9 game? Well, so we're just skipping over Gen G's. Well, I mean, <laughs> no. Uh, this Gen G Cloud9 match seems impossible to predict for me because, again, you just don't know what you're going to get from Cloud9. I, I have so no that's idea. why I am going with Gen G. Um, but I will say this: Gen G are again the most standard, like traditional style team, and C9 are not that, and they do have the skill to be able to take out Gen G. The issue is they don't always show that skill, and they are incredibly inconsistent as a unit. So I'm still picking Gen G. Because I always pick the more consistent option. I'll YOLO pick Cloud9 just for fun. <laughs> I mean, I I can see a world where C9 win, but if let it be known that if C9 wins, I believed and Emily Rand this did not, true. 
And it's if Genji wins, then, you know, whatever. That was to be expected. Travis <laughs> is just a crazy person. Who cares? Oh, my I God. I win in all, all dis- situations here. You wanted to talk a little bit about the bracket stage draw. And I maybe maybe you've made a mass, enough passive aggressive jabs throughout the last. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've already said <laughs> I've already said what I wanted to say, which was pretty much just that you know the the current format. And again, I do think you're right in that more people are starting to realize, especially when it gets to bracket stage, how the format lends itself to having, like, if you have more teams making it out from your region it's gonna happen that you end up facing each other earlier in the bracket because those teams couldn't be in your group. So by nature of the way the groups work, you end up with LCK versus LCK, LPL versus LC, uh, LPL, and it's really annoying uh, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, I already, I think made enough jabs at, at the format. That was the only thing I was gonna say. Well. I've made other jabs at the format, so uh, it's just it's funny. I feel it's it's interesting to see how much of a turn it's taken because obviously the format's been around for a while. So I, I'm I'm interested to see. Well, that leads us into our Q and A and poll, the back of the book here on the show. So first off, we'll start off with our poll, which is: Would you like to see double elimination added to Worlds? I'm trying to go more positive mm. with the format question here rather than being like do you think this format sucks we'll go with do you would you like to see double elimination added because i know that's one thing that people have really proposed and we can react to it next week emily because we'll maybe we'll watch the games and we'll think like oh man it would have been cool to see mad face off against somebody mm-hmm. else or something i don't know but would love to hear from you and while you are in the spotify app looking up rift reaction and answering that poll please also answer our q a about what do you think of the West's performance in groups? Because maybe you think this is phenomenal and you didn't expect it, or maybe you think it's disappointing, or I don't know. We'd love to hear from you, uh, and that's why we kind of left this open-ended too, because maybe you want to highlight certain teams or players even. Maybe there's a player that you thought was great. So uh, please let us know in the Spotify app under the Rift Reaction Podcast. Time for reaction shots. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, Emily... What do you want to talk about? So I just, I'm not sure if this is positive or not, honestly. I wanted to do an LNG postmortem because this is a team that when I first saw them, they, I was like, I watched their first playoff series and I was like, oh my gosh, this team is never making worlds. They're so bad. And they proved me wrong, not only in their playoff run and then their run through the regional qualifier, but also I thought... I was going to see something a little bit more akin to LGD last year where they were kind of struggling and they came out and dominated play-ins and when they lost, they lost exactly as expected. And when they won, uh, Ala in particular, I think was a very pleasant surprise in terms of how much more like I know people again are just going to remember the game against Matt and they're going to remember when he you know kind of you know uh, sprinted it a little bit but I think that this is a player who was wildly inconsistent during his LPL performance and he had very high highs and some low lows and I think overall at Worlds he performed at a consistent high level that was really awesome to see the growth from this player. I also think Iwandi is a support that people, if they're not looking at, should be looking out 
for um especially in the next few years i'd love to see how he continues to grow and i just kind of wanted to give a shout out to lng because i think that they definitely showed up compared to what i thought this team would be able to do and although people will lump them in with fpx's collapse i actually think that lng performed about two if not exceeded expectations in my opinion so shout out to you like here's to you lng like i'm sorry you didn't make bracket stage i didn't expect you to but i'm kind of sorry you didn't after seeing your performance and you know, thanks for thanks for showing up because you could have been like a 2015 IG or you could have been like last year's LGD, but you weren't. You came and you showed up and you performed well and I'm happy. So hopefully they get more fans off this. All right. Well, apparently both of our our reaction shots are sad goodbyes this week because <laughs> oh, no. I, I hinted at it earlier, but one of the things that makes me sad is right now, everybody remembers Team Liquid did pretty pretty damn well right like they were really close to making it into the bracket stage really close to a situation where it would have been potentially two na teams as the only western teams representing us which would have been insane right like especially compared to what people people think and they were really really close and i get it i get it that close doesn't count and like what matters is results and blah 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 all those like pithy little remarks that people like to throw out there about you know second second place is first loser or something but (laughs) i i think what ends up happening is actually emily you kind of mentioned this earlier with like the uh you know one team collapsing makes the whole region take a bunch of heat Mm -hmm. there's just this kind of revisionist history that occurs where like especially if cloud nine had not made it out people will just be like ah north america sucks but Team Liquid did amazing in this group. Like they were incredibly competitive with all these other teams, which I think a lot of people think are pretty good teams. And I, I, I think what I am worried about, or what I anticipate, which happens so frequently, is the takeaway won't be like, oh wow, you know, Team Liquid was able to be competitive with really great teams from a bunch of different regions. Instead, the takeaway will be like, ah, you know. And they got one team out and then like maybe cloud nine loses against Gen G, and then it's like, well, T- uh, NA sucks or something like that. And I, I, I hope people recognize that we were pretty competitive at this event. I mean, we didn't talk too much about hundred T they were able to take their, their game against EDG. But I, I think especially if you look at cloud nine and you look at, at team liquid, maybe to your point earlier, team liquid, perhaps the best performing North American team in this event. Mm-hmm. They deserve a lot of credit. And I hope that people won't forget that, even though I, I worry that they will. So I guarantee you they will. Yeah. Well, it's sad. I mean, that's, that's kind of like what I said with LNG, right? They're just going to get lumped in with FPX, despite the fact that they performed yes. in my opinion, better than expected. Well, anyway, on that somber note, <laughs> we are done with this episode of Riff Reaction. Quarterfinals coming up Woo! very soon. We'll have that episode out for you at our regularly scheduled time. We're now back on normal day releases, and uh, Emily is in North America, so she'll be back in the studio. That's what I decided to call my office right now when we do the show. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Please give us a follow on the app uh, so that you don't miss us, and uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>